Welcome to another episode of Ronin Radio. This is Michael Skye here in Florianopolis, Brazil with Hans Komein. This coming Sunday is Father's Day in the States and we're on a theme about fathers the last several days. Today we talk about what fathers face in being fathers. We explore a bit uh, what each of our fathers face and what fathers in general face in today's world. It's a big part of the honor work that I do to get present to what the other person is facing and feeling that we often never do, that we often never really deeply become aware of. To do so can be transformative for you and for your father. We invite you to join us this Tuesday and Thursday as we write letters of honor to our father or the father's figures in our life. The uh, sunny, warm mornings are gone, Hans, and the raging, freezing sea has returned. <laughs> Such a dramatic thing. You say, we're in the sea and you're like, imagine, imagine all the glorious mornings are gone forever. No, they will be back. It could be one cloudy, colder day. Makes us appreciate the sun again when it will return tomorrow. Might not. <laughs> it might not. Might be gone forever. The sun might not rise again, ever. It's unlikely. We live in darkness for the rest of our days. Well, like if that would happen, it would be only a couple of days. We'd be Don't dead. Don't be afraid, son. I'm Don't not afraid. afraid. I'm not afraid. All right. Fathers. Father's Day is fast approaching. In the States and UK and other parts of the world. Some parts, it's a different day. It's already done. This uh, coming Sunday. Yes. And we're going to talk about fathers today and what they face. And Hans going to straighten out his beard. I was just thinking, I'm sure your father faced a lot more than my father. (laughs) That's probably true. Without a doubt. But then I thought, "Mm." (laughs) So Father's Day is fast approaching. Just a note, this Tuesday and Thursday, tomorrow, we're going to do a two-part webinar on uh, writing a letter of honor for your father or a father in your life, in your world. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's a brilliant idea. I've never said to my father, I love you. I would really like to. It's so hard, especially in my native tongue, Dutch. But I think uh, a, a letter is a great first step to start exploring how I can honor him, let him know I love him. Yes. So, uh, yes, I'm looking very much forward to that. Tomorrow is the first. Well, honoring a father and telling him I love you is two different things, you know? So, um, and I think oftentimes the honoring goes deeper. Mm. The honoring goes deeper. So, yeah. What time tomorrow? It's at, uh, what time tomorrow? 1 p.m. Brazil time. So noon noon Eastern and 9 Pacific. And that's, so that's uh, 6 p.m. in uh, Madrid, Brussels, and uh, 5 p.m. in the UK. So Hans, last night I was, uh, well, yesterday afternoon I was watching, you know, with all the police drama in the U.S. 
and uh, the rioting and everything. And then there was another, there was another young black man killed by uh, some white cops in Atlanta. And uh, I was watching that footage and, and I was watching, there was uh, uh, a young black couple, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, they felt fear for their life, but were drug out of the, their car and, and tased and, you know, felt they were about to die. Um, very militaristic op operation by the police. And, um, oh, I think five out of the six police in that case were black. But it's, uh, it's something that, you know, when I watch those videos with the police, it just, man, it, it stirs something inside of me so strong. And not a, not a racial thing. It's uh, it's it's the abuse of authority, mm -hmm. and um, I've been in so many situations like that myself. I've I've seen so much, and it uh, it just it just gets me going, mm -hmm. you know. But I I transition from those, and that's you know thinking of fathers and the uh, issues people have with their fathers these days, and you know the the rage against the police and against the patriarchy and, and all this. Um, there's a link to fathers and to elders in our relationship to older men mm. in our world. And when you have, you know, the police are very much a stand-in for the father, you know, metaphorically speaking. It's like they're the protectors. They're the enforcers. They're the, they're laying down the law. They're defending the boundaries you know, they're, the idea is they're there to protect us. Mm -hmm. That's the main idea. But when they, they, they engage as if you are the enemy and you must submit and like there's no sense of uh, protecting you or caring. There's caring. no care. I think that's an essential point there. Like the, when I was thinking of fathers, you know, and, and the, the peril, I think that's where, where maybe a lot of the frustration anger comes from if we don't feel they care for us yes so if you're being you know if, if it's very easy in the states to just feel like the police driving around are just looking to harass you there's so many laws ever increasing laws they could they could get you for whatever they want mm -hmm. you know they could just pull you over they could you know and if you try to stand up for your rights they'll still haul you into jail you know it's like you just submit there's no standard for your rights. And so it's very easy to, uh, to have that rage, you know, which I very much lived with um, all my years as an adult in the States. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because in Europe, it's, I mean, I get a sense, a little bit of a sense it's going more that direction. But I never had that growing up really, like fear of the police. Yeah. They're more like, yeah, I think more of them like Bobby's, like the, the English, you know, they don't have guns. <laughs> right. And they're like the, they're like, yeah, they, they just. Like, like the, at school when you had those kids who were the, the hallway patrol guys, the, were the, I don't know how they did it in, in, yeah, the, yeah. in Europe, but like, <laughs> these kids that volunteer to kind of help people keep the rules and help people cross the street and stuff like this. Right. <laughs> but they don't have weapons. Right. They're not going to haul you into jail. You know, they're not going to abuse you. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, I think that. Come a little closer to school. 
I think that this situation with the police, one, I think it harms the relationship to masculinity and to fathers and to men. And the opposite, our relationship with our fathers interferes with our relationship with the police. And the, But it's, anyway, I, I was watching uh, later on that night, you know, my the, the videos I was watching kind of evolved into... This is gonna. This is this. This life is gonna be taking us down the rabbit hole of YouTube videos on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yes. Well, there was no whiskey involved, so you know, it, it probably could have gone into darker holes. But um, I started watching these these YouTube clips of I think it's what is it called, like scared straight or something like this, or you know, they take these young kids to prisons. Mm. They, you know, they've been stealing or they've been lying and smoking, you know, doing drugs or whatever, these teenagers. And I'll take like a group of them, like maybe 12 of them, 10 of them, something like that, into uh, these hardcore prisons. And they like have to live there for a week, sleep there in their own cell. And then uh, these these hard, hardcore inmates, you know, come out and like get in their face and then and insult them, intimidate them, trying to essentially scare the living shit out of them to where they're like, mom, dad, I'm sorry. I'll respect you. <laughs> I'm going to stop doing this. Like, I don't want to end up here. Can I please come back with you? <laughs> you know, that's the idea. And uh, I found it fascinating to watch, but it also put the fear of God into me. Like, fuck, I don't want to end up there. I started looking at my life. And I was like, hmm, you know, like what kind of shit could I get in trouble for? If I'm not careful, you know, there's some shit I got to clean up. But, uh, and then those videos kind of evolved into, I was watching um, um, young men getting hauled before the court system and accused of, you know, murder, rape, you know, these sorts of things. And there's this one video that really struck me and it was uh, a young black man, 24 years old, and he was out with some, some friends and they were at a university. And I think he went into a female dorm or they were in a female dorm, something like this. And he put a weapon of some kind up to this uh, white girl and told her to come with him. And then he took her out to a corner of the parking lot, you know, and, and forced her to strip and then, you know, raped her with his fingers and whatever. And then like hours later, like he's in front of the judge. So it's just him and the judge. It's like maybe, I don't know, maybe it's like seven in the morning or something. Right. There's just a couple people in the courtroom, just like the bailiff and the whoever. And she's like, this is just to let you know what your rights are, what you're being accused of. Make sure you understand, blah, blah, blah. Here's how it's going to work. And it's like, you know, who do you live with? Where's your family? You know? And he's like, I live with my father. And then the video is edited, you know, and the father arrives and, uh, and she reads off the charge, like what his son has been accused of. And you just see like the, the, like the grief of the father, you know, and the disappointment. And, uh, she's, and she asked the father, you know, if he had any questions and he's like, just for my son, you know, and it was really, like, it was a really emotional moment, you know, but I just, just in that moment, I just thought about like, imagine you're a father, because I'm not a father, you're not a father, not that we know of. In, a, in a literal sense, 
And uh, imagine you do have a young, angry son, you know, a son who's more aggressive than most sons or whatever. And, you know, you can imagine spending the majority of your time just worried about how's my son going to turn out? Can I, can I steer him in the right way? You don't have, you don't have total control over mm. your children, you know? And what if my son ends up in prison and, and, and like, and it's like his worst nightmare has come true, you know? Um, he's probably pretty convinced he's going to lose his son for maybe forever in the inside of the prison. He might never get out. Um, and so as, as I was watching that, um, and, and watching, oh, the, there was another video with one of these kids that was, um, in this scared straight thing. It was like a, maybe a 13 year old chubby white kid. And, uh, he, um, so he's in there and he really got scared. You know, not all of them get really scared, but uh, he was one of the ones that really got scared. He was, you know, you see tears coming down his face and stuff. And that was pretty fucking intense. Man. I'm trying to imagine how would I feel in that situation. Because I was a really, like, naive, innocent, right. you know, kid to be in the fucking pen with these fucking uh, dudes, man. But so there's, and then they show like, like a month later after the program, what's happened later. And there's this scene with his father and the son and, and the, the son's really changed his behavior and the son's confront, the father confronting the son. He's like telling him about the changes he sees. And, he, and, and he's like, he's like, now I could actually, like, I, I trust you and I could see, you know, turning, you know, you running this business one day. And just the, the look of like the, the way this little boy's eyes just like lit up by being praised by his father was incredible. It was just incredible. I think what you said, what the, with the worry that really struck me, you know, to really be like, because I think that's what we want to do when we're going to honor our father is really like walk their shoes, you know? And uh, I think as boy, we don't get it, you know, that our fathers probably worry. Yeah. I was talking with, Sophie the other day and I asked her what do you want to know what you man want what you want man to know about women and she said most women are are constantly afraid they're afraid mm. of like something might happen mm. and I can see how fathers you know they're they're worried mm. about like how, where's the son gonna end up yes you know and we don't get it yeah. we're like oh, whatever yeah it's a huge part of you know the honor work that I do is really stepping into the shoes of the other, seeing what they're facing and feeling. Mm -hmm. But this is, it's just one piece. That's the empathy piece, right? Yes. But there's other pieces. And uh, we'll do that when we go to do the honor letters this week. But talking about like what, like fathers being worried in like my father growing up, we were Mormon and, you know, probably like many religions, it's if you don't walk straight and narrow path in life you go to hell like all of eternity burning in hell you know it uh if if you can imagine you know because it, it might sound a little funny to you and me like because it's not uh, part of our beliefs that this is a, what's at stake 
But imagine you have a son and like literally he could end up for all eternity tormented in hell, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a lot at stake right there. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, is my kid going to end up in jail or is he going to turn out or right? Is he going to become a drug addict? Is he going to end up poor? Is he going to, you know, all is he going to get killed? Is he, I mean, I, I think one thing that uh, we don't, not being parents, and I think mother for mothers this is even greater because you've carried this human inside of you for nine months. It's it's literally like a part, like its heartbeat, its feelings. You can feel it, and and it, and then its body is against you for the first few years, and and, and they're regulating between the nervous systems, you know. To, and, and like I've heard so many mothers say this that it's like your heart is outside of you. It's like. It's, it's like uh, this is a part of you that's completely vulnerable, mm-hmm. unable to defend itself. And it's out there in the world somewhere in school or whatever. And like you can't protect it. And it's just completely vulnerable. And uh, I think it's probably less so for fathers than mothers. But, but still, uh, yeah. And then my father, you know, imagine like we had so many rituals and there, there were so many things that, that my parents did to help us stay on that straight and narrow path. You know, there was mo- every Monday evening for a few hours, we had this, we'd gather as a family and we, it's a church thing. Then, you, you know, Wednesdays is scouts and my dad was involved in that. Um, Often on the weekends, there's more, you know, there's, there's more scouting stuff, father and son stuff on Saturdays or whatever. And on Sundays, like the church is like four hours and you can often go like, sometimes we'd go with my dad to visit members in the church who may not, they're kind of in, they're kind of out. There's, uh, you know, there's conferences, there's, there's so my father would wake us up in the morning to sit and read scriptures at the kitchen table, read from the scriptures before we go to church, before we eat breakfast, family prayer, like three times a day, uh, on and on and on and on. I'm wondering if you, if you got away from it despite all of that or because of all of that. Because of all the rituals? Yes. It doesn't really matter, but, uh, yeah, I'm just imagining your father, you know? Seeing you leave the... Yeah, I don't think so. For me, that was a, a beautiful part of it. Mm. Because, uh, yeah, it was about family and it was about good feelings and belonging. I wouldn't say that's why I got away from it. But you did, and all of your brothers did, and all of your sisters did. Yeah, so talk about like what my father's facing. And rather, imagine, like, well, as, as they go, my parents go through the divorce, the feelings of, like... Because almost no Mormons, especially back then, get divorced. And the whole thing is about families. And here's your family going to war, getting split up, and like the sense of failure, you know, like all of that. And I failed. And then the fear of like, what's going to happen to my kids? How is this going to affect their marriages? How is this going to affect their lives? Did you still think you're going to burn in, in hell for eternity? Well, there's other middle places you could go. You know, so there's different, like Mormons believe there's different degrees of heaven at the highest level. You get to spend it with people on that highest level and 
God and Jesus and whatever. And then at the middle level and then the lower level. And then there's hell. And there might even be an in-between place. <laughs> you know, It's been a long time since I've been uh, in that world. But he probably doesn't he probably doesn't think of going to hell. But it's going to be a lot. Not going to be able to be together like it could be. Could have been. Not in the same way. Wow. So. Uh, it must be uh, tough for yeah. him. I'm imagining his. Yeah, I know he's wept many nights, many times. Mm-hmm. I know he's prayed about his children many times. And uh, I know like he, over the years, he goes to see one of us or all of us or whatever. And he thinks about like for days, probably in hours, how am I going to reach my kids this time? How, how am I going to touch their heart? How am I going to inspire them to come back? You know, and uh, yeah, so. Make a stand for that tomorrow. As I think about like, we talk about going back for your brothers. I guess there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of ways that my dad has come back for me and wanted to bring me back to the church, you know. That's not where I want to go. <laughs> but the fact that he's trying to save his son is incredibly inspiring, mm-hmm. you know, and his children, and, and that he lives with that suffering and the sense of failure he has around that. Um, yeah. So what are our fathers facing? What did they face? What are they facing now? What have they what have they faced at different points in our past? What's your father facing? You know, anyone watching? Yeah. It's gonna be a big part tomorrow of uh putting together these honor letters. Yes. What have they been facing and feeling? I and, think it's and, a great exercise. I'm thinking of my father. My first thought is nothing but joy, you know? And pride for his <laughs> Great son, but no, for sure, you know, he must have been because I was a rebel like he was. And it's just, motherfucker, you know? Well, after three months living with you. <laughs> Dealing with that. I am uh, beginning to imagine what <laughs> your, the many, many things your father faced. The depths of hell. <laughs> just to give you an idea, my father thinks that I'm dirty, so. <laughs> he thinks you're dirty? He thinks that I'm dirty. <laughs> well, you are. <laughs> So, uh, all right. Yes. Maybe say the details again for tomorrow. And, and Tuesday and Thursday at noon, you can attend either one, but they are sequential. Eastern, Eastern time, Eastern time, noon. There's one and then the other. You can join our Honoring Fathers Facebook group and, uh, and there's an event inside of there. So you can sign up for the event as well. And it has the dates. And You're going to put the link underneath? Webinars. Yes, I'll put the link under the Facebook post. Mm-hmm. Join the Facebook group and then we do the exercise 27 hours from now. Welcome. Welcome.